close to that as you okay. can. All and, right. And that's good because we'll leave all of this into the show, okay. too. That's the thing I'm kidding, don't you? Uh, all right. It's time once again for another uh, Let's Go Eat show. As a matter of fact, this is the Let's Go Eat show. I'm Bill Allred. And uh, uh, over there is Dick Clark. He's producing the show and is also my wingman. So if any of the guests ever take a, a poke at me, uh, uh, Dick jumps up and gets in the middle of it and takes the punch himself. Uh, he's done it several times. He got, he got, he, he took a knife for me one time while we were doing. That's true. Right yeah. in the side. Yeah, no, that's not true. Uh, it's uh, the Let's Go Eat show, and our guest. Oh, oh we should tell you uh, also. Um, uh, we're doing this new format. Uh, where it's uh, even crappier than it was before <laughs> in terms of less production and more just straight-ahead conversation. And we're coming to you today and recording this at The Daily in downtown Salt Lake, uh, 222 South Main. It's in the bottom of the uh, the, the, the big money building. The you know the, I always forget their name, and they used to own us. Who are they? The big uh, Steve? Do you know? I don't. But it's the. I'll, it'll come to me. Uh, I've been uh, downtown for a while. It's the. It's the big uh, money guys in town. Uh, anyway, uh, our guest is Steve German. Uh, Steve is a freelance graphic designer. Uh, you. You will have seen some of his designs around town over the years. How many years have you been doing graphic design in Salt Lake, Steve? You know, I, I uh, 1985, January 1985. That's a while. It's about yeah. when, just before Carrie Jackson and I started doing the radio from yeah. Hell Show. So that's a long time. It is. Uh, and uh, you'll see Steve's, uh, he, he was telling me that uh, he, he did a lot of farmer's market designs, for instance. I did, uh, yeah, I uh, took the farmer's market after the first couple of years, uh, into the full color uh, posters, and I did uh, the kind of iconic trademark, uh, put that together, the guy holding the basket of fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's the um, one that comes to mind. The uh, illustration was done by a guy named Greg Newbold, uh, but I did the typography and facilitated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and graphic design is an interesting field. and you, Sometimes you do little parts of things, and then sometimes you do the whole thing. It just depends. It's hard to describe what, what you did on a project. Sometimes you have to draw. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't draw. Mm-hmm. You let the comp- you do it all on the computer. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. It's like, I didn't take that photo. I hired the person that took that photo. Yeah. You, you, can, you can tell I'm, the, I'm married to a graphic designer. <laughs> I, know, I know just enough to be wrong about a lot of it. Uh, but we're not going to talk to Steve really about graphic design. Today completely, uh, we're going to talk to Steve about cheese, <laughs> which I, I don't know if there are connections there or not. Uh, but so uh, I, I don't know. Steve, re- I, I, th- I, th- I knew who you were because I'm on Instagram, and for some reason you're on my Instagram feed. Yes, and I don't I don't know why that is. It just happened. I don't because I don't understand how those things work exactly. Well, um, you first really came into my radar through Trent Harris, who uh, uh, I am uh, acquainted with. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, I was just remembering this after you asked me. Uh, I was at that shoot at Ken Sanders where uh, you come over the, uh, uh, the the top of the steps, and I haven't written something worth the crap, you know. And oh, yeah. So it's <laughs> the movie Delightful Water Universe and Ken Sanders' rare book. This is, Trent Harris is a film director, if you if you're listening don't know, and he directed Delightful Water Universe. And one of the scenes I was in, I was a, a, a magazine reporter, writer, and that was one of the first things I filmed in that movie. And uh, it, we used Ken Sanders' bookstore to be the office of the magazine that I was writing for. Yeah. And uh, 
I was having an argument with my boss and there was a party going on downstairs and the argument spills out onto the balcony and then I start screaming at all of the people who were at the party. Can you remember that line entirely? Uh, I'm sure it was foul. It was. It you, was now several you, parts. You censured yourself as you started to say it. Was, uh, you, you know, can I do haven't, it. You haven't can, written you can anything say with that. You know, it, it, I'm not sure. It, was, it wasn't the F word. It was, you know, shit or something like yeah. that or crap or poop or yeah. I haven't written something like that. I haven't written any shit for it. I knew, it who knows how the hell long. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, me and my son went down there to be extras just because I've been interested in, in Tran. And I've got to know him a little bit since uh, last uh, mm. couple years. He's a nice guy, isn't he? He is. He's yeah. a fascinating. He's a deep well for sure. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to cheese. Okay. And, and uh, segueing from Trent Harris to cheese is probably very appropriate because he could be quite cheesy. And he judged the first cheese show. Oh, I saw that. So anyway, Steve reaches out to me a few a month ago or a little more and says, how would you like to be a judge in the, uh, what's it called? The Utah Cheese Awards. The Utah Cheese Awards. And I thought, well, is it actual cheese or is it people doing cheesy things? <laughs> we could examine why that phrase ever came into existence. But uh, do you have any That's, idea? I don't know. I've had some people ask me that, yeah. but a I'm couple. Gonna, I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he said, you want to be a, a judge at the Cheese Awards, the Utah Cheese Awards. And this is the what, what the annual award. We're, we're into our third year now. Third year. And uh, I, without hesitation, said, well, of course. Uh-huh. Of course I would do that if I'm so, free on that day. The reason I, I chose you is because of this pod. Amazingly, listening a lot to this podcast and and basically your experience uh, and uh, you know you like to cook and mm-hmm. uh, I just think uh, you're a pretty smart guy. Well, thanks. Zach, I mean. <laughs> You're among the few, but uh, <laughs> they got most. And then guy. you know, uh, with the personality of the, some of the characters in the Trent Harris movies, like who who wouldn't want him, you know? And sure. uh, one thing that's kind of come up is there's a lot of snobbery around cheese, and I don't consider myself. I mean, I'm from like a upper middle class. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a big snob, but there are people uh, uh, certain ways along the line of. Uh, selling cheese that are and so I kind of wanted to get away from that because I feel Utah's a pretty down to earth place mm-hmm. you're from Utah I am Steve? yes I yeah. uh-huh. grew up here I, I was uh, born in LDS Hospital grew mm-hmm. up in Rose Park and then from two on uh, I lived uh, about a half mile from Mill Creek Canyon mm. what'd your dad do he was a lawyer Really? Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, he became a lawyer at age 30. Gold, and Goldman Sachs, that's who nah. this building is. That made me think <laughs> yeah. of that. That's, that's who's I thought in the that might have been. Goldman Sachs. Who, who, uh, yeah, he, uh, he was a lawyer. He uh, had his own, he was in his own firms for a while, and then most of his career, I guess, and then the last 10 years he worked for Utah Power. Mm-hmm. So what, what got your uh, interest in cheese going? Well, um, it's kind of a, a path. Um, you know, in the back of my mind, I had uh, thought, I, I went to uh, Utah State University, Cache Valley. You may have heard of Cache Valley cheese. Sure. Cheese is uh, something that they've done in Cache Valley for years. Cheese is a way for uh, farmers to take excess milk and to make it last. And so uh, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be neat to come back and uh, do some kind of like artisan cheese uh, in Cache Valley and use what I've learned as far as branding, marketing, point of view. And uh, it had been in the back of my mind. Um, In 2014, I moved up to Cache Valley and uh, 
I actually looked at what they call a short course, which most of the cheesemakers in Utah have taken. Mm-hmm. A guy named David Irish is the professor there up at Utah State. And this they, is, they specialize in cheese culture and that. Right. Yeah. They have won Best Hard Cheese two years in a row with their Aguiano, mm-hmm. which is a Parmesan-type uh, mm-hmm. cheese. And it's a two-day course. Um, you know, it was fairly expensive and... And I just I just didn't do it, but I was down at Cafe Ibis there in Logan. I mm-hmm. saw a poster that said "Live and Work on a Farm," and I'd been there for two years. I'd been staying in this place that was uh, it was okay. It was a place that let me stay with my dog, but they were kind of getting down on the dog. Mm-hmm. They were going to raise the rent, mm-hmm. and I was kind of aimless after a so you six went- series of events. And I, I I I went and got this got the internship, as they call it, apprenticeship. You know, whatever it was, you worked you worked on the farm in all aspects of cheese making. It's Rock Hill Creamery in Richmond. Oh, I've heard of them, sure. Yeah, they've been around for I think around eleven to twelve years. Mm-hmm. Pete and uh, Pete and Jen are the owners there. Pete's the farmer, farm manager guy, mm-hmm. and Jen makes the cheese. Now, did you have in your mind that you were going to be a cheesemaker? Is that, I mean, is that what, or you just wanted to learn no, about no, it? No, it was just more like, just I mean, a, I thought of things like, yeah. uh, through my, through as life went on, uh, uh, I think doing things like going to Wavy Gravy's Camp Winnow Rainbow, or doing some artist's treat, retreat somewhere, and it seemed like something like that. Does, does anybody listening know who Wavy Gravy is? <laughs> One of the Merry Pranksters, yeah. uh, Wavy Gravy with Ken Kesey and uh, yep. uh, Cassidy Still and all those. going out. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he'll, no be, he'll be at the 50th Woodstock if it goes. He, has, for a, sure. he has an ice cream named after him. That's right. One yeah. of the few. Yeah, uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, the Wavy yeah. Gravy ice cream. There is no gravy in that ice yeah. cream, by the way. Uh, so so uh, you, wanted to be a, uh, you wanted to be a hippie. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of was a hippie if you yeah. asked my son, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I followed, the, followed the Grateful Dead uh, when I was young. The first mm-hmm. few things I did uh, as entrepreneurial were Grateful Dead. Tribute is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to avoid copyright infringement, that's what it was back you stole. then. You stole it. Well, yeah. the name is trademarked, so. Yeah. Um, but, um, but no, I just, I had been through a lot of uh, series of uh, events, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, and it led you to cheese. It, yeah, my dog, it, uh, all these things. Wow. And I just said, let's do this. You this know, what do I have song. to lose? You it's know? a country song. My dog, it's a way died. to re- rebuild myself up. And yeah. I went there. And uh, um, it was quite uh, a, a change because where I lived for the amount of time that I could actually felt it was healthy yeah. for me to live there, which was not the whole apprenticeship. I did do the whole apprenticeship. Yeah. Uh, uh, was really hard. I mean, it was 20 feet from the restroom, on gravel, no running water. It's yeah. a little place with a ceiling. It got real claustrophobic in there. Yeah. But it was definitely, it was kind of like a Hunter S. Thompson in the cabin kind of. But oh, I had a lot of fun, too. Oh, or a monk cell. Yeah, it was interesting. And there was all the cheese you could eat, too. So, so well, so, so you get you, you develop your interest in cheese. Uh-huh. And uh, now, so we're still, we're, we're provincial. You are provincial so far talking about this. Yeah. Uh, a cheese uh, made in Cache Valley, which is fine cheese. Uh, uh-huh. It's particularly, I mean, I buy it when I buy a, a cheddar cheese uh-huh. or a, 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 so, or a Swiss. Uh, I'll buy their yeah, cheese. 
there are a range of uh, cheese made in Cache Valley. There's a big plant up there called Schreiber that makes, I understand, like cheese for Taco Bell and cream That's cheese. That's right, yeah. There's mm-hmm. Gosner's, which is, makes about 20% of the Swiss cheese in America, a great family business that's been there for... Uh, Ever, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and big. Uh, we're going to be serving some of their cheese on Saturday. And, uh, and then there's Rock Hill, which is... Ooh, Really highly respected. Mm-hmm. It really is. They they uh, they're one of the only ones that are doing, you know, raw milk. They use the cheesecloth. They have the, uh, a lot of the cheese now that it's aged in plastic wrap because it's just easier. But then, Not so them. if you don't do that, you got to go down there and wipe the cheese off twice a week. Yeah. And uh, so there's a lot sweat. of la- a lot of the labor. Cheese is, in it. The cheese is sweat. Yeah. And you have to go wipe the sweat off. Yeah. Of well, it's it's like different kinds of molds yeah. and stuff. Uh, and listen, so so. So let me, is your interest in cheese, has it, have you confined it then uh, provincially to, to American cheeses, and particularly oh. Utah cheeses? Oh, no, not at all. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, uh, maybe 20 years ago, I would go to uh, local stores and get fine little bits of cheese and mm-hmm. smell up the fridge and get, yeah. get, get yelled at by the stepdaughter mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I, I've liked all kinds of cheese and still do. It's kind of a patent answer to anyone who's really uh, acquainted with cheeses. So there are no favorite cheeses. They're all good. You know, from the well, ricotta in my lemon ricotta pancake to uh, Parmesan on uh, a salad, uh, anywhere in between. You know, I went to uh, uh, to a Smith's the other day, the big one downtown, the, that I still call Fred Meyer. And uh, I, I wanted some Parmesan cheese and some Romano cheese. There was, there was, the place was lousy with Parmesan cheese of different brands and styles and mm-hmm. kinds. And so not one crumb of Romano cheese okay. in the entire goddamn store. I got so angry, I finally went to the cheese monger lady and said, no Romano? She said, oh, I'm sorry. We just haven't been able to get it for some reason. I don't know why. I went back a week later, lousy with Romano cheese. So well, that's a so their cheese comes from a place called Murray's Cheese in New York City. Yeah, it's and good it's, cheese. It's they are a force in cheese. They're yeah. one of the leading authorities, and they traffic in all kinds of cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's that was good. probably a, just a it big is, company. Yeah, it is good cheese, they, mm-hmm. and I th- they just must have had a shortage for a little while. And yeah, it's I just it's think back. it's bordering yeah. with a big company. Who else? No, Harmon's just uh, uh, made a big deal, and they have a fine cheese yeah, department as they well. Do. They just made a big deal about some cheese that they got in, and I don't know if it's at all the stores. Do you know about this? Or in this, it's the most expensive cheese certain that you can buy, apparently. Or are you sure it's not? Are you sure it's Harmons? I thought it was. Why? What do you? Could, uh, that sounds more like a Caputo's thing to me, but it does. But I'm pretty sure it was okay. Harmons. They got yeah, it. Yeah, uh, you know they they you, you know how that store has changed. Yeah. yeah. You know, I used to go in there when I was. Teenager to cash my check, and it was kind of hokey. And well, now to, it's like uh, it's like a whole church. Sure. You know? I went to listen to the Harmons in Ogden when I was growing up. When I, I think they came in when I was in high school, you could go in 24 hours a day. You could buy milk, bread, whatever groceries you need. You could buy an electric blanket. You could buy a shotgun, and you could buy a color TV. <laughs> they had every. I mean, I'm swear to God, they had everything at that Harmons. It was one of those big, yeah. you know, conglomerate stores. Fish, I'll take that color TV, and I want a fishing pole. And let me see a bag of Cheetos. You know, yeah, that's a great place. Uh, yeah, but their their cheese game has really stepped They've up. They got and, some buying power, you know. Mm-hmm. What's your so you of the cheese you have eaten uh, that is not 
domestic cheese, uh-huh. let's say. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I like some of the French washed rind cheeses. France is pretty much considered the place. Most of the cultures yeah. come from France. Mm-hmm. So Rebelchon, things like that. Mm-hmm. I've had some of that. What do they, what do they mean? Oh, here. Now, here's a t- trick cheese question. I'm going to write this name of this cheese down. Okay. Okay. And then I want you to say the name of it, okay? So I'm just going to write it here on this piece of paper. I'm not going to tell anybody. Okay. What is that? What is that kind of cheese? Howda. Brilliant. It's Most not people Gouda. say Gouda. Yeah. Gouda cheese. I only said that because I was getting my hair cut the other day and my barber was saying she likes it. She's like, Howda. And she was from so. Yeah. The reason I found that out is Carrie and I went to, we were in the Netherlands, and we went to this place. Let's go to Gouda. Uh-huh. Or no, no, it was not in, it, 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 we were in Amsterdam, I think, but there was a stand selling this kind of cheese. And we walked up to the stand and said, is this really good Gouda cheese? And mm. she said, oh, you're an American. <laughs> and I said, yes. And she said, I am from this little village called Houda. And this is the cheese that we make there. And yes, it's delicious. And I said, oh, well, I do. She said, I don't care if you call it Gouda at all. <laughs> Just buy some. You know what we did. But Houda. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, that's one of the, that's one of the, to me, when I was growing up, that was an exotic cheese. Yeah, it's pretty. It was rare people, when I was a kid. You know, when I was selling cheese at the Cash Valley Farmer's Market, uh, they're like, uh, Farmstead, they, they called it Gouda, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was, you know, people recognize, they kind of got to know the name. And one thing you run into is, uh, so the cheese that we're going to be serving Saturday, a lot, a lot now, of now this is coming up this Saturday, yeah. which will probably it'll already have happened by the time you hear this. Yes. But we have a cheese event to talk about as well. Hopefully, it'll become a yearly yeah. event. Yeah. That uh, oh, the one we're doing on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then, then we'll talk about another one coming up that everybody can kind of get into if they need to. I, it's not sold out, is it? The big one. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's okay. But anyway, coming up on Saturday, you were going to say. Yeah. So uh, because of various things that I can't really put my finger on, the exchange rate, economies of scale, government subsidies, you can get really great uh, European cheeses for substantially less than American farmstead cheeses. Really? And um, one thing you run into is that, you know, uh, if you were... If you go into the store and you, you say there's a Romano from Italy and there's a Romano from Wisconsin and the one from Wisconsin is more, which one are you going to go for? Well, I'm going to buy it? the yeah. Italian one, sure. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. like French wine or something yeah. like that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's an interesting uh, kind of aspect of how, how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny, you know, it's, it's milk, culture, salt, rennet. It's all pretty What's much Renin? the same. Renin is the coagulating ingredient. But what is it? Yeah, well, uh, there's a couple different kinds. There's animal and vegetarian. So it's like a cow's cud. What, what the story is that somebody was carrying milk in a in a in an animal stomach, and, and after a couple of days, they noticed that it. It they turned were using, into this white mass. They were using the animal stomach, uh, yeah, so a dead animal stomach, a, as a pail. R- ruminant animals, uh, Upper Rock Hill, they mm-hmm. use veal, uh, which some people think really turns them off. Yeah. You know, they have to kill a veal. To, and I don't know how much rennet they get, but you don't use... But but most of it, the vast majority now, because of economics, uses vegetarian, which is some kind of fungus, or they also do it with... Uh, Thistle, but mm. I think that's just in Spain. So this is uh, this is uh, the reason that some people, uh, Gina Barberi, my partner on the radio, 
does won't eat cheese, doesn't like cheese because it's. She said it's it's spoiled. You're spoiling it. Why would I eat something that is spoiled? Something yeah. that's gone moldy. Something that has that has gone over. Why would I eat that? And I said, well, you like wine, don't you? <laughs> that's fermented. You like you like a really good steak, don't you? Yeah. You know what makes a really good tender Aging. steak is yeah. they age it. Well, what does that mean? They leave it in a not a very cold room, but I mean it's not hot, but it's a temperature controlled room so that it will grow mold on it essentially mm-hmm. bacteria that tenderizes the steak and they scrape that off yep. and you eat it right right so so don't be afraid of cheese people you're crazy yeah it's weird it's just weird the way people are uh, so uh, uh, speaking of all that though I want to ask you a question you being knowing way more about cheese than I do when you have some gorgonzola or another blue cheese, a veiny cheese. How do you know when it does become unsafe to eat? <laughs> because it's already got all that uh, stuff. But if, if it's basically changed its uh, physical appearance to start leaking or uh, the mold is really black or mm. uh, particularly if it gets spongy, that's mm. a defect. Never, uh, hear, never eat a leaky cheese. That's yeah. No, so no if leak it's firm and hard, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if the spongy is, it's uh, infected with this coliform. So, you know, the issues you have, and I just. Uh, as I move down my cheese path, I'm actually going to be representing somebody at the farmer's market that makes raw milk cheese. And I just mentioned the name to the, the mm-hmm. ag supervisor that I had to get licensed with. And immediately he's asking all these questions. And uh, basically the cows have bacteria in yeah. the teats and uh, it, it can turn, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why most milk is pasteurized. But when you pasteurize the milk, you kill all the uh, flavor adding bacteria. So, so... So, in other words, raw milk, which you can buy, uh, it's hard to find, but you can buy it's expensive. it. expensive. Uh, and it's expensive. Carrie grew up drinking raw milk because his cat, dad had dairy cows. Uh, so, I guess but the, to, the way to make sure that your raw milk is safe is you got to make sure that the cow's teats are clean. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. well, to no, clean the teats. that's true. That's I mean, true. really. No, I mean, uh, Rock, that was one thing I'd say about Rock Hill is they were just freaky about... Teat cleaning. Clean, about cleanliness in general. Yeah. You know? So, you wash the cows. So, I, I had milk cows. That was part of my job, which yeah. was a real stretch for... A city you know, boy. somebody who sold two, you know, shirts in the Grateful Dead parking lot, you yeah. know. And I'm uncoordinated and kind of old and neither like, I'm supposed to like get down here. You have to do all these things with your hands and these pumps and it wasn't easy. I got it down, mm-hmm. but, and then there's all kinds of like uh, cleaning. I mean, it's everything sanitized yeah. before you, so you sanitize it. <clears throat> And then you come back 12, late, 12 hours later and you re-sanitize it, you yeah. know? Uh, we're going to run out of time if we don't get to the main event. Okay. So, as you can see, uh, Steve knows cheese. And I could talk, I really could talk to you about cheese for probably another hour, I'll bet. Well, let's do that sometime. But, uh, well, I think we will have an opportunity. Okay. I'll see you this Saturday yeah. at the uh, event at yes. the uh, Mountain West Hard Cider. Right. And uh, that's all sold out. But then coming up is this uh, the third annual now, you that's say? That's correct. Uh, well, third... 
second annual, third, I don't know, you know how that thing goes. Yeah. It's the first annual or whatever. Yeah. Utah Cheese Awards. Awards. Or I haven't determined the uh, where we're judging, but I'm going to take care of that after I get through this huge festival. Uh, but it'll be somewhere around Shirt and Salt Lake here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, do we uh, do people get to come to this? Uh, no, we had uh, Utah's own people come last year. And besides some maybe helpers, volunteers, um, but that's not, uh, it's a, still a work in progress. I see. Uh, and maybe uh, getting public there at some point would be a good idea. So I'm going to be ju- hel- helping, I'm going to be judging the cheese. You're going to be judging. Is this a one day thing I'm doing? Uh, yes, hopefully it'll only take a couple hours depending on how many samples. How, do you know how many entries you have we so don't far? Don't tell the end of the day, uh, the day before. The day before. Uh, how many entries have you had in the past? Uh, somewhere between, well, when you include all the categories, um, like 60 to 80 maybe. 60 to 80, yeah. but, but that's not all. That's that's some There's of the some same. bread and jam and but that's some of chocolate. The, that's and, some of the same makers right? Uh, yeah. with different varieties. Yeah, we've got about maybe eight active makers. And, you know, that's just off the top of my head. Mm. So, yeah, so for instance, Heber Valley is pretty much entered everything that they mm-hmm. do and so you have we got beehive cheese beehive cheese there at the there. Mount, are they still at the mount the weaver king they there? are and they are our sponsor for this saturday i was very been very impressed with everything with them so far okay they're they're fine now are those those folks i met them so i think it's a husband and wife or a brother and sister or something i think it's up yeah, in huntsville uh, making goat milk cheese are they still doing no stuff? i think that one uh, uh snowy mountain yeah. yeah, I think that went out a couple years ago. Well, that's too bad. It was pretty good cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, how many independent cheesemakers are there in, in well, Utah? Well, let's see. You know? We can count uh, Finney, Finney Farm down in uh, Washington County. Uh, Mesa at Farms, that's in Wayne County. Uh, then in uh, uh, Park City area, there's Gold Creek. Um uh, Heber Valley and a new one, Park City Creamery, mm-hmm. uh, that's doing some pretty sexy soft cheeses. A really sexy, nice, <laughs> sexy soft cheese. No leakage so on those cheeses. As a cheeses. European woman, she worked for Deer Valley, and then Deer Valley got sold, and they shut it down. She's she's not ready. Uh, she's still transitioning up. Then we got Beehive, and then uh, down in Beaver is where they make the Cash Valley cheese now. And then well, uh, Cash Valley is the three other ones there. So there's about ten or so. Yeah. And then then um, uh, Caputo's brings in various people's cheeses, and they uh, uh, age them. Now, so what is the what's the process uh, for the ju- for judging? Is it I, I assume it's, it's your personal opinion on a one to ten scale. Yeah, and it, and I won't know who the cheese is from. That's correct. I'll know the variety. Right. You'll tell me this is a this is a Swiss or this is a whatever. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you taste it and then you just grade it on a piece of paper and yep. that's it. Yep. Uh-huh. And then we average them and uh, the high score wins. Huh. Is there a, is there a trophy? Is there a trophy? Yeah. Well, they all get medals. Yeah. The three get medals, and then I'm going to work. I'm working on a little uh, best of show trophy too, because uh, a lot of people like to use Instagram and put the medals in there. And I think that, uh, I got an idea for that. So, so the Utah Cheese Awards, and then this this well, this will certainly get broadcast on radio from hell on X96, uh-huh. uh, and uh, it, it'll be written up in various places, I would assume. Well, I hope so. You know, you can't really tell those people what to write. Uh, but I, I'll tell them. <laughs> <laughs> the trip mentioned us via this uh, farm in uh, 
down in uh, Washington County, but yeah, you, you really, uh, you, you know, that's, I worked for magazines for uh, for about five years, and mm-hmm. I know all that journalism, you, you can suggest, but if you become too big of a pain, then the yeah. chances are less. <laughs> Favorite German cheese? Favorite German cheese, ooh. You know, I can only think of one off the top of my head. I assume it's German cheese. Munster. Oh, Munster. Yeah, okay, I'll go uh, with that. Okay, Munster. Real Munster. Uh, yeah, favorite uh, British, UK cheese. Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, cloth-bound cheddar. Cloth-bound cheddar. Yeah. That sounds kind of dangerous and sexy. Cloth-bound <laughs> cheddar. English is pretty cool. What's I'm getting into that, that. What's the one that Wallace and Gromit, he always says? It's the name of the little town in the Wallace and Gromit cartoons. Oh, uh, it, not Gorgonzola. It's uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Wensley, Wensley, Wensleydale. Wensleydale. Yeah. It's Wensleydale, yeah. Gromit. Wensleydale. I've had that. It's very good cheese. Yeah. Uh, they put stuff in it. Like right. The, Cranberries and uh, uh, apricots and stuff like that, yeah, right? And chives yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And there uh-huh. are kind of different varieties. Yeah. You know, uh, if, you're, if you're really expanding your cheese knowledge, go to YouTube and look up a guy named Gavin Weber. He's in uh, Australia, and he's a YouTuber that is just, I call him the Bob Ross of cheese. But he's just—he's a guy about my age, and he's just got a pleasing voice. And he—he he does these cheese recipes, and then he takes questions for about an hour, and he knows it inside out, backwards, forwards, and you can really learn a lot about you know what affects the different cheeses. So he'll do the recipes and then tastings. And uh, Gavin Weber—he's a great guy. I'd love Two to be, be fun to get him over if this could grow and get a couple of these. There's also a guy in San Francisco, uh, Warden, um, and I'm forgetting his last name. Uh, who uh, wrote a book that I just read. He was the one that was kind of kidding people when they come in and they say they want howda. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> You've been to France, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, Steve, I'm looking forward to the cheese event this coming Saturday. Uh, it's going to be, because I like cheese, yeah. my, and uh, there will be some wine and hard cider and there stuff. There will be. And, uh, and then, uh, blue cheese uh, uh, martini. Uh, well, there what? Blue cheese martini. I like a martini. <laughs> Blue cheese martini. Blue cheese olive. I am. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm for that. Okay. Uh, I'll see you on Saturday, and then I'm. Uh, just thank you for inviting me to. Uh, oh, no problem, Bill. I think you're uh, just a great guy. You oh. know, I think uh, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I haven't listened to you on the radio. I'll be quite honest, but uh, ever. You know. Not a You've lot. listened to the podcast. But I tell you, people listen to you. I was in the brewer store, and they said, oh, they're talking about you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Make me one of your one of your casting characters. Well, that's fine. Well, better, you, better than what I'm doing now. No. You might be. Okay. You might become I, a casting character. I'm, I'm open for that. But you, but you have to be, you have to listen to the show, Steve. Okay. Uh, X96, okay. 96.3 okay. FM, or right. you can get it online. Check it out. Okay. You, you'll, you'll like it. It's 6 to 10 in the morning. It's radio from hell. Okay. Well, you got Bill Frost on. You can't be all bad. Right. right. Yeah, that's right. And Sister Dottie sometimes. Sister right? Dottie sometimes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve, a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Uh, it's my pleasure. Looking forward to it. Okay. Thanks uh, a lot. That, that's it for now. Uh, we're talking cheese with Steve German. Uh, by the way, you can find uh, Steve's uh, graphic designs if you want to go to free. Uh, let's see, Steve. Steve. Let's you say it. What's StephenRGerman.com. That's Stephen with R. a V and a J. Mm-hmm. And StephenRGerman.com. And uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Lion of Zion. Which <laughs> Which is a design you did years yeah. ago for... Yeah, I've had it uh, uh, for KRCL Radio. KRCL, yeah. yeah, okay. But, you know, there's a little... 
I'm, I, I try to put my story out there. Okay. Well, you, you're doing fine. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. German, nice to talk to you. That's it from here. I'm Bill Allred. Uh, that's uh, thank you to the people here at the Daily 222 South Main Street in Salt Lake. If you want breakfast or lunch downtown and brunch on Saturday and Sunday, this is the place to come. I've been here for brunch. It's great. And uh, the food is great. Uh, and uh, Chelsea's a wonderful manager. Uh, thanks, Dick, for producing the show. And uh, that's it for now. I'm Bill Allred. Remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double.